Welcome to the Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Fuller. I'm Timothy Mark Hyde. And on today's <laughs> episode, we're going to be talking about uh, something that's been uh, kind of buzzing through the uh, through the social media world. At because least through of, the TLC uh, world, yeah, baby. Right, exactly. We're going to talk about sister wives. Does God condone polygamy? Oh, I'm ready this for one's, this one. This one's for Janelle, you know? And Beth, too. I mean, let's be honest, though. Our, both our families are sister wives fans. Yep, so, so this is going to be a fun conversation. You ready to do this? I, I I mean, I guess let's go. Let's go. Oh, that was uh, a fast okay. segue. That's because you started talking like we were My already bad. past it. <laughs> My bad, guys. It's a weird evening, man. It, We've it never is. gotten we're started like, so fast, Johnny on the spot, ever in the history of podcasts. Well, we have an interview coming up for you guys in a couple weeks that yep. you're going to be listening to. But uh, yeah, we got to record that tonight. So we're on a time crunch like we normally the normally our routine is i come over normally like the kids are finishing dinner or we just you guys just finish Chit-chat, dinner or whatever right and we hang out for like a half hour with janelle yeah like we just, half hour 45 minutes as a call like we're making coffee we're doing what we need to do we're reviewing our notes like we'll we'll go through really fast and then janelle will ask extra questions that we're not put into the show notes that we're like Hmm. We're not ready for that one yet. Yeah, Daniel. and then we come down, we record one episode, and then we go up and hang out for like another half hour, forty five no, minutes talking. You're gonna yeah. get me in trouble because not that long. Yeah, it is. It's like a half hour. Is it really by time? Yeah. Oh, really? yeah. Because Janiel starts talking to you, and you guys get going back and forth, and I'm just sitting there like, "Come on, we got more, two more to rec- come on." That's like tonight. I'm like, Janiel, be quiet. Like we had to go be fast. Quiet. We got which stuff it to wasn't do. her fault. Technically, it's your fault that Janiel and I started talking because I walked in. Or I walked in early. Yeah, I walked in at five fifty. I know, and, and I wasn't Janiel's ready. Like I don't even know where Chris is. I was, so we started talking because you were late. I wasn't late. I was right on time. Look, I was down here in my seat at six o'clock. I was not. I had to go to the bathroom. Exactly. Right See, I was. I had already taken care of all that, so I didn't have to worry about it during the show. But anyways, it's good to be back, my good it man. It is good to be back, it's been man. A, it's been a. It's been a wonderful week, filled with lots of love and laughter and crying and everything else that our families and kids do. Janelle pregnant again or something? No. Oh, okay, my bad. No. No, we no. are. I don't know if you know. We're, we're pregnant. Really? Yeah. No, no, you're not. Not right now. You're not. Uh, not at time of uh, this drops. Will Lenny be here by time this drops? I think. Well, this will be the last episode in February. Oh no, 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 no. We're going. So he's to, due February twenty eighth for the uh, for, for the, the induction. Right. So yes. I could, it's probably the twenty eighth or the first. Somewhere in there. So yeah, this so, is. But, but, so I guess we're at Riley Children's Hospital right now. I guess. I guess you in are Indianapolis. I yeah. guess you are still a pr- little bit prego. Yeah, we're a little, a little bit, bit. Just just on the edge. Did you know? I wish I brought this with me. I wasn't prepared for this. So, you know how, like, obviously, we all know about dad bods, right? We no, know about dad bods. I don't know nothing about a dad bod. No, you don't, you don't know. You look, <laughs> you look on fleet, my dude. No. So. No, I'm, like, bumming it tonight. Bro, that is so fetch. <laughs> what? You I don't know I, that joke? No. Stop I, trying to make fetch a thing. What? Because on Pink, we were Wednesdays. What? I'll let I'll let the Facebook community okay. let Fuller know no, what that's all I'm about. Good. I don't need to know. Thank but, you. Though. Any so I was watching this Instagram reel and they're talking sure. about dad bods and okay. how like you know how normally there's like sympathy weight or whatever when like your like your spouse is married the joke is well you gain weight too because you're going for yeah, food or whatever that's, that's why it's but did you know that the that the same like endorphin release that helps a mother get ready to give birth also happens inside the dad yeah and that's where the part of the dad bod no. naturally comes from that that's an excuse bro by by oh. a bunch of people with the dad bod that are like hey look i'm a scientist oh, no, and i'm your, gonna throw it well, out no, there no, no, you can obviously fight it but it's but they say it's i mean obviously when you get old like i would say 29 my metabolism started sucking that, that's bad. what it is the that's probably what it is. drops off and you just start getting older and then you just don't have the energy and you're like you know what screw going to the gym today <laughs> so <laughs> this is the crazy thing right so like like we have kids sure, right and sure. we're we're young Youngish. We're young at heart. I forgot what age and I was whatever. the other day. Did you on really? Wednesday, I was like, you know, how old am I? I'm like, I'm 31, right? She goes, no, you're 33. I'm like, 33? <laughs> you're always when two years that, older than me, boss. I'm 31. That, when did that happen? Yeah, but I'm still thinking you're like 29. So Yeah. Yeah, sorry. But um, where were we going? Oh, but what I want to know is sure. how our, our good friend, best friend of the podcast, Rodney Buse, they are can st- raise a little guy. Because they, yeah. they have a... I don't remember all the details, but they... Yeah, we probably shouldn't tell his details. Either I way, I don't know how but he anyways, does yes, it. He's got, he's, his grandson is living with him. Yep, that's what so, it is. Yeah, I don't know how he does it. I, yeah, like, I look at my so. mom, and I'm like, how do you do all these fun things with the kids 24-7? She goes, well, I have them for a day, and then I sleep for like three. Right. So I'm like, sure. that's no fair because we don't get breaks. Yeah. 
but it's all right. But that's all right. But it's yeah, normally it. we we make the coffee, we hang out for a little bit, we're good to go. But you're drinking zero coffee today. It's okay, so which which actually Joe has been like telling me, he goes, dude, you guys don't drink coffee like you used to. And I'm like, yeah, because we record three episodes a night. So we want to go to sleep. So I made a little mistake today. Okay, I, well, I made it. I'm drinking coffee. So I had. Morning. I've been going to the gym again, trying to Ooh, trying to lose a little weight. You. So. Look uh, at you. Where are you at? Planet Fitness, Charter no, Fitness? No, Anytime Fitness, just down the road. Uh, the one in Osceola? Yeah, they're all bittersweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bittersweet yeah. Yep. and, yeah. Yep. So uh, I'm going there, and so I've been taking pre-workout. And I, I took pre-workout Monday, and I'm like, yeah, man, this is great. And I went and had a great workout session. And then Wednesday, I took it again, and I was like, bam, and I started taking off running. And I'm like, <laughs> a fat guy running on a treadmill, you know this stuff works. And I'm like, this is great. And then I took it today, and I only had, I had a short workout today. And I'm like, man, my anxiety's up. Like, I'm like all fidgety and jittery and like i look fluttery, it up yep. i look up on the back of it and it's like 325 milligrams of caffeine and i'm like okay how many cups of coffee is that and they're like uh three and a quarter to three and a half cups of coffee and i'm like no wonder why i'm pretty jittery i'm like i will never go to sleep if i drink coffee tonight so basically you so accidentally th- zoomed yourself today. yeah yeah so the next three episodes i will not be drinking coffee because i have enough caffeine in me to kill a cow I don't know if that's true, but that's I don't know if that's with. a thing, my guy. Now I and this is sad too because I texted you in 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 the proper Janelle I sequence. Couldn't believe it. Yeah, you were so proud of me. Weren't I, you? I was so. I was like, that's beautiful, man. Because sometimes, like, I'll text you and Janelle at like four thirty. No, 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 no. You're supposed to be. 30, no, 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 no. I, I, the last time you texted me wanting to bring coffee, the last time you wanted to bring like, coffee, it was five fifty-five, and you're like, "Bro, I got coffee tonight," and you're supposed to be here at six, and you're four and, or three and a half minutes away, and I'm like, "Bro, the coffee's already done." <laughs> like, like it's it's ready for at us. At five forty-five, I hit the start on the coffee pot. So if your request is not in prior to that, you are getting whatever but coffee I made. But I texted I you today at like two thirty. Yeah, I know. It was. It's I was shocked. Crazy. No, it was earlier was it than early? that. It was, I think it was like twelve thirty. I don't know, but but, but yeah, it was crazy. Uh, yeah, actually, because that's when I was making my second round of coffee for the day. So I texted you. Want you want some pre-workout? No, I drink, ha- re- I, I drink half caffeine. It, it'll be, it'll be more caffeine than that Jamaican Dude, Blue Mountain. let's I'll be honest though. The podcast is not ready for me to be on pre-workout for Dude, a podcast. I think it would be funny to <laughs> put you on, on pre-workout and then let you just go, bro. You know, you would just be like, I would never sleep. Blah, 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 Last blah, 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 week, blah, blah, I had too much coffee. I didn't like. I forced myself to fall asleep. Because See, I and we didn't even have. We only had two, two cups, cups of coffee. But you know, so I drink half calf now throughout sure, the day, so sure. that I can have like more quantity of cups throughout the day. But I'm like, you know what, bro? I got some Onyx. We were talking about Onyx in a previous yep, episode. Yep, I'm like, dude, yep. I got some Onyx Monarch. It's their staple espresso. It's their go-to. They're like, if you don't know what to order, order this. Like, that is their signature coffee mm. bean. I'm like, bro, I got some. Let's drink it. And I was excited. And then I'm like. You texted me like, what, I don't know, well, 530, my, whatever. And you're like, um, I'm about to die. My so heart no was coffee. racing. So I was like, man, my heart, my, uh, my it's racing. Like, I'm kind of lightheaded. So I was like, I better check my blood pressure. I'm like, ooh. Ooh, it's 130 over 85. That's high. Yeah, you probably shouldn't be <laughs> I was doing like, that. I can't do anymore. I started like down in water, like try to try to get myself hydrated here. And then we got like, people in the Facebook group. Was that Marlene who posted that? Somebody else where it's like, here's a cup of coffee for you guys. And it's like uh, a baby bath. Yes. Full of coffee. That was crazy. And it looked amazing though. Yeah. It even had like cinnamon and the and the foam and all that. So instead of coffee tonight, I you're drinking the onyx. I myself am drinking non-caffeinated apple spice tea. And I was trying to pull up their their Instagram. Oh, I guess my phone's Ooh, behind Onyx. my iPad. Yeah, so they actually... Oh, here it is. They actually just created a reel with the Monarch, and it Wait, won't you, let me open unless I'm okay, signed in. But why are you opening it? People can't see it. We're I not was going to show you. I was going to read the ingredients. We can, we can do that later. I'll do that later. But either way, so I'm drinking Onyx Monarch blend. It's a probably the most traditional one they have, but it's a blend with... I think Ethiopian, and there's somewhere else in like South America as well. So it's a blend coffee... Light roast. When you're, when you're, but it is a full-bodied cup of coffee. Like this is a when you're terrific ready, cup, man. When you're ready for a hit that's gonna smack you in the face, strong, okay. stronger than any espresso. Okay, you let me know, and I'll make you some Turkish coffee. Mm. Straight traditional. That's been on Turkish, my list. That's on my list. I've got the maker. Do you really? I've, I make Turkish coffee, and it, I make it the tradition. Well, I don't do the hot sand because I don't have hot sand, but I do the traditional. So hot what you sand. do? Sand. Yeah. So you get That's a co- thing. Yeah, you get coals, and then you get them real hot, and then you pour sand over, it and it keeps them hot. Uh, well, they use the sun and all this other stuff to keep it hot, but that's how you can. But when you live it. in South Bend, we yeah. don't have the sun. So and then it's you can sit there and you long. and you heat it up with the hot coals, heat up the sand, and then you cook it over that. But wow, I just do it on my stove because I don't have hot sand next to the mocha pot. 
Uh, it is, no, it's in the drawer above the mocha pot. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, so this episode, I'm rocking some Onyx Monarch. Yep, yep. It is, if, if you are like, you know, I would really want to try a good cup of coffee, you're going to pay for it. It's like 18 bucks for, for this little bag, but it is some good quality stuff. So this was this was my birthday present from Beth. This was one of nice, them, was this Onyx nice. Coffee. So we, I got that. Next episode, I got some ginger beer. And before the Baptists hate me, it's root beer, just made with ginger root instead of the root yes, beer root. Yes. So it's sugary. So That's what Lutherans it is. and Anglicans are disappointed in me, but Baptists are still okay with me. So I'm all right with that. So I got ginger beer next episode. Then when we do the interview, I got some tea, bro. Tea. I got some nice tea. I'm going to just keep rocking the tea nice, and bubbling. Man. So. Just tea and bubbling. Get all the bur- next episode. I'm going to have a lot of burps because of that ginger beer. Probably. It's pure so, ginger root. But man, why don't, why don't we... Uh, you're missing out some good coffee tonight, my dude. I know. But why don't we jump into this review because mm. we are on a time crunch tonight and we though it's going to be a couple weeks before the interview for us, it's only a couple hours. Yeah, we don't have a lot of time. So we got a boom, boom, boom. And not that it's going to be short because... Should we make a bet and see what time we can be done by? Oh, Should we make a bet right now? Loser, like, loser does like 10 push-ups, 20 push-ups. Oh, I can't. Dude, I just did chest, back, arm, buys, and tries today. So. Guess you're doing squats, baby. Uh, Guess you're doing squats. Time as far as like when both of these episodes are done before no, the interview? I still, or think, like time I still think this specific episode is going to hit the hour mark. I still oh, think I no matter I what. I I was going to say No matter too. what. It's going to hit the say, hour mark. I was going to say somewhere between an hour and an hour and 10 minutes. That's going to be good because we're talking about Cody and Mary well, and Janelle. We're going to mention them, and then we're going to kind of dive into some other things. And Christine. But and, and my bro. home record Robin. My, my princess. <laughs> Prince, my bad, princess. Princess. The favorite wife who he That's will not she, say is a favorite wife, but all of America knows his favorite wife. Sure. If you have no idea what we're talking about, I apologize. But we're going to talk about it a little bit today. But uh, before we get into that, we have a review. We got a big old review. Should yeah. I read this one? You, since, should. you okay, should. You should do it. And you should probably just hit this little button right there so you get your, your screens. Yeah, it, it reopened itself. There we go. There you go. Boop, boop. Oh, I found out there's a kid in our church who also can't say sixth. Sixth? Six, did I say it correctly that time? Sixth. sixth. I was I saw a meme the other day and I thought of you and it was like, it was a Star Wars meme and it's like, hey, uh, what is it? It was, uh, what what grade did Darth Maul be, start becoming really good? What? what? Sixth Sith grade. Sixth grade. <laughs> That's me. But but this mom was like, he just can't say this word. And I said, don't worry, I, I can't either. And I'm 31 and your son's like four, so it's okay. <laughs> so um, this is uh, from... Uh, P-R... Perushu. Perushu? I don't know. P-R-H-S... Perushu. Perushu? 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 I love how we try to pronounce P-R-H-S-H-U. One, two, two, two. So... 12-22? The title is so valuable. It says, RTC has made... RTC has made such an amazing job helping me grow in my journey with Christ. I grew up in an agnostic household and came to Christ on my own in college. Now I'm in my 30s. I've stilled struggled wrestling with many issues relating to Christianity and how to approach subjects in our world, having not had Christian role models in my life. RTC has helped me navigate many of these issues. And now have you listened to about half the episodes, bro, we got to step it up. It should be three quarters by now. Just kidding. I feel significantly more connected to Christ and how my journey should look so that I can be the role model in my children's life as well as those around me. On a side note, every time I listen, I can only picture Mark with a C as weird Al and fuller as Roy from the office. That's funny. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't watch The Office. So who's Roy? Which one's Roy? He's. Do we talk about this already? One of Pam. I think we brought this up earlier oh, on. Oh, uh, Pam's boyfriend. Pam's that, boyfriend from like the first season or yeah, something. Yeah, okay. Because Janelle know who we're talking J- about. Janelle explained it to me when I was like, "Who the heck's Roy?" But uh, today, my hair is loud and proud. You didn't and, and finish that, reading so. it. Though. Oh, my bad. My bad. Um, that has that nothing. has nothing to do with anything. But it was a fair rabbit trail for our type of show. I just felt it was necessary to share. Thank you guys for all you do. I appreciate you. Well, pursue. What is it? Uh, pursue. Pursue. We appreciate you. Too. Yes, sir. I'm not going to assume a gender, Sabrina, so you don't get that bingo. But, but either way, if you leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts, we would love to send you a mini swag bag. In fact, we just got an email today from a guy. It's already in the system. It's already... Yo, it's already, probably already shipped out. No, so, it ain't. We, well, but, by the time the episode releases. Well, yeah, it's probably already there. I'm, I'm speaking into the future, RTC. I forgot. Yeah. I forgot we're ahead. Yeah. So, Anyways. anywho. um, We're ahead, we but to, these, to oh, those who are listening, But we behind. say we always send out a mini swag bag to whoever leaves us a review over sure. on Apple Podcasts. And this guy was like, hey, I left a review like a year ago, and I'm finally doing what you told me to do. Can I have my mini swag bag? And we're like, yes. absolutely yes. Yeah, so that was pretty good. Absolutely yes. But yeah, at the end of the day... We're gonna jump into the show where we talk about polygamy. Polygamy. Now, this this uh, topic has been on the topic list for Janelle. Yeah, for like the beginning. a while now. The beginning. She's like, "What are you guys gonna talk about polygamy? What are you gonna talk about polygamy?" So last week, before when we were doing our little uh, hangout session before recording, 
Uh, because it was the tell-all. We got to talking it about it. Tell-all. Talking about the show of the tell-all, right? And Which, did you watch the third part I, yet? Of course I did. Of course you did. <laughs> of course, it's the end of the season. And I was not a Sister Wives fan and then until I Beth wanna, showed up. And then I went on Instagram after Beth sent us the, the news from Mary, and I, I commented to Mary and Cody on it. And I'm like, I'm sorry for you guys. I do. I feel bad for you. Anyways, so we are going to talk about polygamy. And I see that. Uh, 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 oh, no, it's on there. Okay. So first of all, we need to saw, say for those who may be new to the show, new to the Bible, uh, new to polygamy or the word polygamy. Uh, what is polygamy? We're not trying to introduce anyone to polygamy. Let's just, inter- let's just put it that way. Okay. Well, you just ruined the show. So I guess it's over. I guess we, I guess we got to do some pushups. <laughs> anyway, right, so what is so polygamy? What is polygamy? Polyga- polygamy involves at least three individual individuals, a person married to two, two different spouses, but there is no limit to how many spouses a person in this type of relationship may have. And that came from very well mind, but pretty much everything said the same. So polygamy, how popular is polygamy? Well, only about 2% of the global population lives in a polygamous household. And in the vast majority of countries that share uh, that share is under 0.5%. Polygamy is banned throughout much of the world and the United Nations Human Rights Committee, which has said that polygamy violates the dignity of women, uh, called for it to be uh, definitely abolished wherever it exists or continues to exist. That came from the Pew Research Which Center. that 2% is wild. And and so I know in America it's not that great. So well, is that more in it said, remote countries maybe? Well, it said 0.5 in most other countries, but 2% In the vast globally. majority of the country that shares. So, okay, so globally. So, so maybe it's a little more here. I don't and, know. And it also depends on your culture and, and other things as well and then how you understand things. I, I mean, don't, I don't know if Middle it East really is came, still It really came in the recent couple of centuries it really came about because of joseph smith here right in here, here in america right so, with mormons um which i do want to say um LDS i have a lot of mormon clients and i've had a lot of fun conversations and they're the same way that we say like yeah we're baptists but we're not like those baptists fundies yeah fundies. we're not those baptists fundy they say LDS. yeah we're mormons but we're not those mormons yeah, like they're 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 fundy mormons it's like just because i'm a mormon doesn't mean i'm one of 20 wives like that's yes. basically what they say no if you're <laughs> typically it's a small community of fundamentalist mormons yes that actually uh, um, still adhere to the polygamy. So polygamy, why do we bring it up? Why do we even know about it? Why do we even care? Well, the question is, again, sister, we were, we were talking about sister oh, wives. And, and so, show, you know, show. is polygamy still around today? Yes. Uh, we have a whole show on it that's got like 14 seasons or 15 seasons. I don't even know how many seasons no, it's there seven, are. I think it's 17 is seasons. Is it really that 17 long? years this show has been on. Has it really? I, I yeah it, I think it's been well it's got 17 seasons I don't know if it's been that many years I think it's got 17 seasons uh I'm how many times do I say that 17 seasons 17 <laughs> seasons am I right yeah yeah so uh Sister Wives is an American reality t- television series broadcast on TLC that premieres that premiered on September 26 2010 so I guess it's been 13 years yeah but still 17 seasons you nailed it so but 17 seasons yeah so the show documents the life of a polygamous family which include Cody Brown his wife Robin and now currently his ex-wives Mary Janelle and Christine Mm -hmm. and their 18 children the family began the series living in uh, Lehigh Utah moved to Las Vegas in 2011 and then to Flagstaff Arizona in mid 2018, mm-hmm. where they still, as far as I know, most of them still reside there today, other than at Coyote Pass. At Coyote Pass, yeah. other than um, Christine for sure. And I've heard well, rumors well, that Mary possibly was living Janelle. at her Airbnb for a while. Yes. Whatever that was. That was in, I think that was in Utah. Dude, what, are we, I feel like we're having like a completely weird conversation so, that is not normal to RTC. We're sounding like a bunch like two two fangirls yeah yes pretty much but yeah. i've always said and i think i've said on this podcast that i'd always want to sit down with cody brown and just like you've always said just that. ask him a ton of questions you've always said that yeah so um while the browns are vocal about their decision to be in plural marriage the family isn't open about their religion in the first episode sister wives uh patriarch cody brown explained that the browns are fundamentalist mormons although cody said they follow the mormon religion there's a difference between fundamentalist sect the Browns are a part of, and the main LDS sect, uh, Church of Latter-day Saints, LDS, uh, which is short for the Church of, yeah, okay, I just said it, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The biggest difference between the groups is the fundamentalist Mormons still practice polygamy, like the Browns, while the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints do not, and that comes from MSN. And so to separate themselves, so so I actually had a conversation with with one of my clients, because I'm like, can I just, like, 
awkwardly ask the awkward questions because I'm curious type thing. Sure. And so I said, so, because she posted um, a, a story on her Instagram about her being in church. And I said, so explain that. What You guys use the word church. And, and they're like, oh yeah, we have church and we have temple and, and, and these things that are very basic. Sure. Um, but with, with this faith, it's very much, they're trying to separate themselves from certain distinct parts of old Mormonism. So right. they don't call Mormons. Mormon is kind of like slang, I guess, is the best, best yes. way to do it. Yes. Um, and so now it's just the fact that they're parts of the the Church of Jesus Christ, Jesus or Church of Jesus Christ of the Latter Day Saints. Like that's right. literally like that's or the LDS. Name. They're part of the LDS. LDS. And so with the Mormon faith, you know, when you look at the history of what is Mormonism, and I know we're not talking about that too much here on this podcast, but if you don't right. mind me like going down this rabbit hole, a go bit, for it. Basically, what Mormonism claims is Joseph Smith received this revelation that ever since Jesus left in the first, the very first twelve disciples. Christianity has been completely dis, dismantled and wrong and uh, corrupt and, you know, all these grotesque things and this, that, and the other. And I will say that Joseph Smith, I think he started somewhere like in the Baptist tradition or the Methodist tradition, and then he got all weird thoughts and went out into the, the wilderness or whatever. Had a dream. And he had, a, had, he had, a, had an had experience. A, had a vision. Yeah, he had a vision experience. So I think with the, the archangel. Michael. Was it, was it Michael? I believe it was Michael, was it who Michael? they also believe was Christ. Was, it's Christ, yeah. Right. So they believe that. So um, they, they had this vision, and basically it was the fact of these tablets of stone or like shields of gold or whatever came down, and he recorded all this stuff, which then became the Book of Mormon, which is another right. testament. So they believe in the Old and the New Testament, but they believe that a lot of the New Testament has been changed over centuries to fit a certain narrative. Right. So the Book of Mormon corrects all of that. Sure. And so they believe that Jesus Christ is the first great creation um, the fact that when he was born of the Virgin Mary, like they actually like, con- like the Holy Spirit somehow actually conceived with Mary. And so Mary wasn't really a virgin because not, right. um, but Jesus was a created being. There's three tiers of paradise in heaven. There's, um, there's a all lot of, of stuff. universes and but, mega universes and there's three, and, but Jesus is not God. And God is not Jesus. Jesus, Jesus became a God, and Jesus we can be gods cre- like Jesus. Jesus is a creation of God. Who but became not, a deity, right, basically. Right. And so we will become like deities dem- in the dem- afterlife. A demigod. Yeah, basically. Right. And then that if you are a good Mormon or part of the LDS community, yep. you too uh, may become a demigod depending on how faithful you are to the church doctrine. And so this is where it gets really confusing with Orthodox Christianity versus you know standard um, LDS beliefs and faith and practice is the simple fact of we both talk about Jesus. Mormons have created some of the best visual storytellings of Jesus's life, actually. Um, not 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 the chosen, but before the chosen, you can find a lot of short films sure. where there's not really talking. It's just more of the acting out of the scenes. Mm-hmm. And the Mormon church produced these videos. They're on YouTube. They're so fantastically done. Mm-hmm. Like They are just so, so well done. I'm not saying they're correct. I'm just saying they're well done. And then they have been spreading their <laughs> their faith all over what? I'm just thinking, you're like, that's well done. I'm like, yeah. Artistically is well done. P- pornography can be well done too, but it doesn't make it right to watch. <laughs> We're not saying Sorry. they're the same. Sorry. But but no, but but at the end of the day, it's the fact of it's very hard to have a conversation around the difference between Christianity and Mormonism because you have to fight for terminology. And that's why conversations like the Trinity yes. is really important. Sure. And a lot of these other conversations. But basically the idea of Mormonism is the fact of Orthodox Christianity that we are a part of completely went astray after the apostles died. Only Joseph Smith was given the revelation of what it was supposed to be. And then somehow these magical tablets just disappeared. So no one can ever fact check or proof check anything. So we have, I got, I got questions about that one. And the, there's a lot of a power and authority in the, are they bishops? Are they called bishops? I don't remember uh, what they call remember. them, priests or something. They, they have a title for basically the church leaders. And there's a lot of control and power inside of that for, for what they believe. But Mormonism, early Mormonism, um, Polygamy was a central tenet of that, and yes. they had many wives. Well, it and wasn't they at had, first. It wasn't until it that it was. A, uh, it was with, actually secretive, right? So you could be part of the LDS Church, but so was that uh, it uh, BYU? It wasn't necessary. Yes, Brigham Young. Yes. Uh, wow. Uh, anyways, isn't that what's called? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know. Uh, that was but, a really bad joke. But. Uh, at first, uh, the polygamy part of it was done in secret by Joseph Smith and even his brother-in-law or brother. Uh, yeah, I just bring up Brigham Brigham Young, Young University. Not yeah, I thought you There's said so many bring, bad jokes. Bring we'll them Young is what I thought you were no. saying. I'm like, what the heck are you talking about? But that is true, right? They do have underage like that. That there's sect, a right? lot of the stuff that just came out with that too, right? The fundamental like 13 and 14 year olds. There's the, stuff that just came oh, out. Oh, it's with been it. coming out for years because it's even they have it on. I think season. 
five or six of sister wives where they go in and they explore this side of fundamentalism, Mormonism that, that even the Browns didn't know was happening, all the sexual abuse and the child hmm. uh, brides and all that stuff. Um, so it was not openly practiced until 1852. Right. So it was a secret for a long time. And then, and well, I say a long time, but I don't, uh, yeah, it was a secret for a time. And then it was brought forth. Anyways, that's, we're not, we're not going to go any further into the LDS because that's not 38 what this, years. So from 52 to 1890, it was a, just, it became a practice. So it was only like yeah. a short little window. Sure. So we're, we're not going to talk about the rest of the LDS church and all the fundamentalist beliefs other than polygamy no. and polygamy. We, we bring up the Mormon church and sister wives because we see it today. But there's also the question of, hey, we see it in scripture, right? We see King Solomon, and he had 700 wives and 300 concubines. And so does God, so does God, God, God allow it? Does God condone it? And, Was Joseph Smith right? And, and not even just that, but now there's a whole lot of um, uh, polyamorous relationships is the hot term right now. Mm-hmm. Where like one girl, could, so have you seen this new thing they're coming out with on TLC? This, uh, they, they were advertising it during the tell-all about the new like polyamorous type of relationships where it's like, no. Like one girl has like a husband and a boyfriend or like a yeah, I know multiple boyfriends yeah. and they all offer different things. Like there's like two couples and like they, they share someone. each other, but yeah. they also, they also have girl or the girls might have girlfriends outside of that. They're all like, Bye. but it's not cheating and because it's, 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 they agreed upon it. Oh my God. I actually met it's, someone where she was from Minnesota, had a husband in Minnesota, but a boyfriend here in Chicago and the husband was totally cool with it. And then, but he also had a different girlfriend, something like that too. It's and, the days of Noah. That's and it's, all I can the, the thing, but the, the, here's the thing though. And this is where this conversation now starts to turn the corner is when people come to us as Christians and talk about polygamy where it's like, well, your Bible teaches polygamy, right? Your Bible condones it. You say David's a man after God's own heart. And last time I checked, David had, a crap load of wives, or at least multiples. He had multiple he at least, wives. No, we had, Solomon's had a crap load. So Solomon. Okay. But David at least had multiples. So what does the Bible say about polygamy? So let's get into that, right? So the first time that we, uh, that we see polygamy recorded in the scriptures was Cain's son uh, Lamech took took two two wives, right? So in Genesis yep. 4, 17 through 19, it says, Cain was intimate with his wife, and she conceived and gave birth to Enoch. Different Enoch, not the Enoch of the, the line of... of Seth, Seth, oh. the line of Seth. There's another Enoch in there who they believe the book of Enoch was written by. Oh, I'm tracking. Septuagint, yeah, Apocrypha. Anyways, uh, then Cain became the builder of a city, and he named the city Enoch after his son. Irad was born to Enoch. Irad fathered Mahujel. Mahujiel fathered Methuselah, different Methuselah. Methuselah followed, fathered Lamech. Lamech took two wives for himself, one named Ada and another named Zillah. So, A to Z, baby. A to Z. <laughs> in biblical times, it was common to find the custom of having more than one wife or husband at the same time. The truth is the story of polygamy in the Old Testament is, well, a problem. <laughs> well, a problem. So this is going to come from BibleStudyTools.com. Although monogamy was God's clear intent, right? Genesis 2, through 24, which talks about a man shall leave his father and mother and he shall and become one wife, flesh. Become yes. one flesh. Yep. So that's what that scripture is. The picture blurs pretty quickly after uh, Adam and Eve's Genesis 3 and expulsion from the garden. By Genesis 4, you have Cain's son Lamech taking two wives. Moses had two wives as well. The Mosaic law likewise accommodated the practice of marrying more than one wife, including captured prison prisoners from foreign conquests, Deuteronomy 21, 1 through 17. It was also made provisions for the continu- continuing the family, uh, family, wow, I can't talk tonight, family line by marrying a brother's wife if he died without producing heirs, Deuteronomy 25, 5 through 12. And the story keeps coming. Gideon, one of Israel's champion, had many wives. Uh, Elkanah, a presumable God-man and the father of Samuel, had two wives. The picture gets even dicier when you consider the practice of, of kings of Israel. King David, the man after God's own heart, had eight wives. Eight wives, okay. In 2 Samuel 12, when the prophet Nathan confronts David over his sin with Bathsheba, we read, this is what the Lord... Uh, God of Israel says, I anoint you king over Israel and I deliver you from the hand of Saul. I have given you your master's house and your master's wives into your bosom. And I gave you the house of Israel and Judah. And if this wasn't enough, I I would have given you even more. David's son Solomon, however, went overboard, flouting a stipulation in Deuteronomy 17, 16 through 17. The king's not accumulated too many wives. For the record, Solomon had 700 wives and 300 concubines with a total of 1,000 women. That sounds exhausting. A thousand. <laughs> I love you, Beth, but that sounds So that means every two and a half years, he saw one of these women. If you think about it, if you visited a different woman every night. Jeez. Two and a half years. 
Like this is where it gets wild. Though. So like, 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 no, but, it seems like right. But, but this little segment is is I'm I'm trying to digest it in the Second Samuel twelve passage where it says, "This is what the Lord of God, the Lord God of Israel, says: I anoint you king over Israel, like He had said. I delivered you from the hand of Saul. I have given." you, your master's house, and your master's wives into yep. your bosom. So God is basically saying, I gifted you these ladies. Yeah. I, well, I gave you the spoils of war, right? Right. And the, so the spoils and, of victory. And I know there's, it's hard because again, we aren't coming from a Middle Eastern background and culture and, and the understanding of, of men and women too. And so I know there's a little bit of the fact of in that culture, it was for lack of a better word, a patriarchal, patriarchal society and so in order to be taken care of and be protected, you had to have someone to look out for you and protect sure. you and care for you as a woman right. to make sure you were okay and taken care well, of in this world. But when you see G- when God's saying like, yo, I gave you these ladies into your bosom, like that's your chest, like that's the center core of who you are. It's like, how the heck are we supposed to wrestle with that? You know. Yeah. Well, let's dive into some other reasons, right? Some of the culture. So our friends at GodQuestions.org have this to say. The Bible does not specifically say why God allowed polygamy, right? Mm-hmm. As we speculate about God's silence, right? Because he didn't say he's okay with it. He also didn't say he wasn't, wasn't okay with it mm-hmm. at the same time, right? On this issue of multiple wives. So as we speculate about God's silence, there is at least one key factor to consider. Due to patriarchal societies, oh, it was nearly go. impossible for an unmarried woman to provide for herself. Women were often uneducated and untrained. Women relied on their fathers, brothers, and husbands for provision and protection. Unmarried women were often subjected to prostitution and slavery. So it seems that God may have allowed polygamy to protect and provide for the women who could not find a husband otherwise. A man would take multiple wives and serve as the provider and protector of all of them. While definitely not ideal, living in a polygamous household was far better than the alternatives, prostitution, slavery, or starvation. In addition to the protection provision factor, polygamy enabled a much faster expansion of humanity, fulfilling God's command to be fruitful and increase in number, multiply on the earth, Genesis 9-7. Men are capable of impregnating multiple women in the same time period, causing humanity to grow much faster than uh, if each man was only producing one child a year. But I feel like that's even a weird statement. I, I don't know if I fully get that last sentence. I feel like the last paragraph there was grasping for straws, though, in some regards, because... That's speculation. And, right. and they said it right in the beginning of their sentence. They say, as we speculate. But that would almost mean that the world's population back in the day was like one men for every 10 women. But it's kind of a... It's always a 50-50 split, it seems like, in society and culture. Well, you know? so... so- so are there dudes without wives? You have to remember, right? Scripture is what, right? If we look at a lot of the Old Testament, is it God saying, I have directed Saul to um, go and, no, a lot of it's and just talk, talk with the dead and try to talk to Samuel? No, no it's, it's just it's this historical, is right? So what do we see when God says something about marriage? What does that look like? Right. But and that's still, really what we need to get. But right? I'm, I'm still stuck. And that's what, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying it's okay. Sure, I'm, sure. I'm trying to wrestle with it. Sure. I didn't put much thought into the this one specific path. I'm, I thought I was ready. And this path is throwing me for this, a loop. Right. When God said, I gave you their wives due to my pause. Sure. God, what you do? But then we look at. Like, right, hold up. Okay. But then we say, look at the Ten Commandments where God says, thou shalt not kill. Yet he says, I have given your enemies into your hand. That's true. So what does that mean? Is he condoning killing? Well, he can't, he's not a man that he should lie. So when he says, thou shall not kill, thou shall not murder, and yet he's doing it, wouldn't that be a double standard? Well, we know Scripture does not contradict itself. So either we're the, either God's a liar and the truth isn't in him, or we're misinterpreting something somewhere. Right, but if it says, I gave you, that means it's like, here's a gift, Tommy. Uh, well, or it could mean, okay, well, I gave it to you by you, Taking over for Saul, you and it, that may have been part of the kingly procession. Like you got whatever that king had. Oh, that's true. Because it's talking about. Uh, let's go back to it. Where is it? It's talking about. Says it says this is what the Lord says of uh, of Israel. your master's house and your right. master's. Wives. I anointed you king over Israel, and I delivered you from the hand of Saul. I have given you your master's house and your master's wives into your bosom. Gotcha. And his master so would be Saul. Right. His, his master, ma- his would master be Saul. was Saul. And okay. so he gave him everything Saul had. That's basically what basically, to me, this is saying. And that's and that's saying that. It's not saying he said, well, you know, you guys have been joined to one flesh, you know, and that's what I'm. No, it's like, hey, I inherited the kingdom and this is all that encompasses the kingdom from my predecessor. It's gotcha. like the president, right? The president, he, he, the president of the United States 
when he takes over an office, he inherits all the good and the bad that's happening in the country at that time. It's true. Whether he caused it or not, that's what he inherits. And, and this is where, you know, we have to, we can't make a doctrine and a dogma based off just one patch of the scripture. That's right. where it's all about, okay, let's bring in, like what, what I stopped you from doing is, okay, what does the Bible say about marriage in general? And let's get the full counsel of God before sure. we make a dogmatic. Sure. Thus say of the Lord. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, we have to look at. But before we can make a dogmatic, right? So right now we're speculating. You're saying I'm wrestling, and I'm saying, well, what does God intend, right? What does God say about a man and a woman or a marriage, right? Mm -hmm. Does he say it's okay to have multiple partners? Let's find well, out. Well, kind of. But what does the Bible say? So kind of, right? So I, I'm going to bring one. I'm going to bring in Genesis 2.24, which we kind of quoted earlier. that says, this is why a man leaves his father and mother and bonds with his wife. Singular. Okay. Not plural. It's not plural in the Hebrew. It's singular. And they become one flesh. Both the man and his wife were naked, yet felt no shame. So in both instance, instances in the Hebrew from the commentaries that I read, because I'm not a Hebrew scholar, so I have to rely on those who are, uh, this is a singular, um, singular noun. Both husband and wife are singular. They're not plural. They're not meant to be plural. Uh, the definition or the word that they use, and I forget what I should have wrote it down, but I didn't. Um, it's all about being singular for both those. So Genesis 2.24, okay. uh, it's set up that a man leaves his father and mother, singular, singular, father and mother, and bonds with his wife, singular, and they become one singular flesh. Both the man and his wife, both singular, naked. were naked, right? They so, were naked. All right, so we see that. Isn't that, right. isn't that, the, isn't that Scott said naked? All right, so that was before all this polygamy because we saw that uh, Cain's son, Lamet, was the Lamech was the first one that uh, started this polygamous lifestyle, right? Which was also the guy. Who yeah, according was, to that passage. Yep. Which is also the guy's lineage that first killed somebody. But anyways, I digress. That's probably, <laughs> that's probably not a good thing. Uh, first Timothy, <laughs> Timothy hey, Mark. That's why I introduced myself as Timothy <laughs> earlier. First Timothy one one two says this, and this is where we see um, the qualifications of leadership, right? Uh, this saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to be an overseer, he desires a noble work An overseer. Therefore must be above reproach. The husband of one wife, self-controlled, sensible, respectable, hospitable, and, uh, able to teach not an excessive drinker and not a bully, but gentle and not quarrelsome, not greedy. So, you know, there, there's some debate of whether they're talking about like one wife for eternity or like one wife married at a time, right? There's been some theological debates, right or wrong either way mm -hmm. but all the consensus of all the, the scholars and what we see from the greek it looks like singular in both of those right they're they're both singular words again um, it's one man one wife the husband of one wife with the husband one wife so first timothy three twelve says uh, likewise for deacons qualification deacons deacons are to be husbands of one wife now husbands is not like husbands plural it's like husbands possessive mm -hmm. of one wife managing their children and their own households competently. Titus 1, 6, an elder must be blameless, the husband of one wife with faithful children who are not accused of wildness or rebellion. Ephesians 5, 22 through 32 says wives, again, uh, not speaking to a like wives, like a polygamous style, but more of like wives, like we would say, uh, mankind, people, audience, congregation, like it's a group, right? It's a group. Wives, submit to your husbands, again, not plural as in the sense of like plural marriage where they're all married together, but in the sense of a group of people. Wives, submit to your husbands because the husband, and this is where we get the scripture, defining scripture, because the husband, singular, is the head, singular, of the wife, singular, as Christ is the head of the church, right? So we see a, a bunch of singular words happening again, and that's what we're using to determine that beginning of that uh, verse 22 where it says wives and husbands, right? Because mm -hmm. he breaks it down. Paul does and, and singles it out to a singular use. Um, now as the church submits to Christ also, so also wives are to submit to their husbands and everything and husbands love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her to make her holy cleansing her with the washing of water by the word. He did this to present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or anything like that, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands are to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself for no one ever hates his own flesh, but provides and cares for it just as Christ does for the church 
Since we are members of his body, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. Hey, wait, what is that? Didn't we just read that? Yep. Uh, this mystery is profound, but I am talking about Christ and the church. To sum up, each one of you is to love his wife as himself, and the wife is to respect her husband. Again, going back to singular. So it looks like from what we read that there's a little context of maybe the way that it was supposed to be, right? The way it was initially um, designed was for one man and one woman. Mm -hmm. And we see Paul reiterating that in the New Testament, right? 2,000 years ago. So we see at the beginning of, of creation, well, Genesis 2, whenever that was, uh, that it was set up in this way of a man and a woman being joined together in one flesh. And we see even through all the way in the New Testament that, that Paul reiterates that 2,000 years ago. So did God just change his mind about polygamy? Because he said, in the, you know, beginning it was this way, but then he allowed polygamy. But then, like, now Paul's teaching that, no, it's supposed to be one man, one wife. So did he did he change his mind? Well, we know that God, we got, we got to remember these promises, right? And this is what I'm saying. We, we know that God does not change. Malachi 3, 6 says, because I, the Lord, have not changed, your descendants of Jacob have not been destroyed. And he's also the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13, 8 says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So why did it change? Um, this, again, comes from uh, gotquestions.org. And they said it's not so much God's disallowing something he previously allowed as it is God's restoring marriage to its original plan. Even going back to Adam and Eve, polygamy was not God's original intent. God seems to have allowed polygamy to solve a problem. But it is not ideal. And I d disagree with them on, on the solving a problem because God can solve any problems without having to do that. But anyways, mm -hmm. uh, again, that seems like a contradiction. But I digress. Uh, in most so modern societies, there's absolutely no need for polygamy. In most cultures today, women are not are able to provide or protect themselves, uh, removing the only positive, quote-unquote, aspect of polygamy. And again, this is uh, a part of his article that he was speculating on that we talked about earlier. So with all that... Mark, how do you feel about polygamy now? You kind of like spaced out on me a little well, bit. Well, no, because I'm reading about yeah. Jewish polygamy a little bit. I mean, sure. I was reading it and I was I was tracking and whatnot. And mm -hmm. so when it comes to polygamy, my question was is okay, so New Testament was what century? First, second century. That that's early church times, right? Yep. And so I'm reading about Jewish history in the fact of the apostle Paul, who was a rabbi. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was a student of the law. He he studied Torah. Sure. Um, he followed it to the, he even says he followed every jot and tittle of the law. There was no better Jewish Pharisee than him. Sure. He, he admits that. Sure. And, but then he starts talking about, no, 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 no. An elder can only be the husband of one wife, a one woman mm -hmm. guy. Like he can't mm -hmm. be having a wife and then have a whole bunch of little side pieces, or he can't be married to a whole bunch of different people. It's one man, one woman. It's pretty clear, right? right? It's, it's pretty clear, pretty explicit. And then I'm reading about Jewish custom and history. And it wasn't until the 11th century Middle Ages, or Middle Ages, no, that's, um, I almost said Middle Earth, but that's Lord of the Rings. Um, but it wasn't until the Middle Ages where it was actually outlawed in Jewish culture for polygamy. And according mm -hmm. to this, it says, although according to Torah law, a man may marry more than one wife under a ban, harem, issued by Rabbi Gershom, and then he has a whole bunch of other names that mm -hmm. I, I'm not mm -hmm. going to try. Uh, common Era, which is A.D. 960 to 1028. In the 11th century, husband could not take an additional wife unless he divorced his wife or she died. And so it's like, okay, so this is the struggle that I'm having. Again, I'm not saying, like, I'm not coming to any uh, agreements or conclusions. It's more just the fact of Jewish customs and Jewish culture. And then the more popular ones, they say Sub-Sahara, um, Africa, and also uh, Middle East. That's where predominantly most of the, you know, polygamous marriages happen, which mm -hmm. is where Christianity stemmed from, from Judaism. So I'm just wrestling with my mind the fact of why wasn't it until 11 AD when the Jews were like, nope, it don't matter. Polygamy is wrong. And then you got the Apostle Paul, first century with the church, who's saying, mm, nope, nope, one one woman type guy. That's it. That's what it is. And and the Apostle Paul, and some people would argue, okay, well, Apostle Paul was just the, uh, the apostles to the to the Gentiles, not to the Jews. Mm -hmm. Like we don't see Peter ever talking about it. We do see Jesus talking about it where in that time where it's like, okay, so uh, a lady was married to a dude, 
he dies. She marries the brother because of the the law. To, yeah, but that's talking about more of like there's no marriage. You're not given a marriage in heaven. Right, but it, it, it uh, maybe that's a different. Part. It was talking about divorce and that's right. Wrong passage. It was talking about in uh, Matthew. I don't remember which chapter it was where um, they were talking about uh, divorce and that type of stuff. And Jesus says that divorce was only given to you Jews because of the hardness of your heart. Right. But I always designed it to be, you know, husband is between a man and woman, mm-hmm. and then, you know, they'll leave their parents, they'll become one flesh, mm-hmm. and that's that's just the way it is. So even mm-hmm. Jesus reiterates the, the Genesis narrative. Mm-hmm. And then, so my question is just the simple fact of what the heck happened throughout all these years, well, you know? Well, then we look back at, I mean, what did Jesus do anytime he talked to the Pharisees and Sadducees pretty much when he was Woe here? to you. Uh, well, it was pretty much correct in their bad theology. That's true. So if you're relying on Jewish history and rabbis and what they're saying, well, Christ goes, well, you guys are wrong because you say it's okay to lie to a Gentile, but I'm telling you it's not. And you say it's okay to hate your brother, but I'm telling you that's murder. And you say it's okay to lust after women, but I'm telling you that's adultery. Mm-hmm. He's having to correct their bad theology constantly because this is what they're predominantly teaching and misleading and misguiding the children of Israel. And so I look at Christ who corrects it, and I look at the follower of Christ, Paul, who corrects it, mm-hmm. and I look at the beginning, God, who says, no, this is the way it's supposed to be, right? So it's, it's like any bad theology, right? Man, mm-hmm. It's all man-made. It's not God-ordained. It's, it's just man-made. Again, LDS Church, right? Christ is Michael the archangel. I believe from scripture that's bad theology. He's not a created being. Right. I mean, he's a, he was there in the beginning as he was in the end. I mean, it's a, John 1 is pretty explicit on this, yep. right? And so um, do I go off believing that, no, he's really a created being and, and you know, the archangel and the, and the brother of Satan and all these other things that the LDS church teaches? No. I, I go by what God teaches, right? Mm-hmm. And so this is where... If the theology doesn't match up with what God has already previously said, I would take that theology and toss it to the wind because that theology is not good theology. And so this is where we have to be careful, even in the Protestant church, in the Baptist church, in you know the Episcopal church, any of these churches, any of these denominations is, do we let our man-made theology contradict what God says? Mm-hmm. And everything should be checked against scripture. The Immaculate Conception of Mary, Right. Where do we see that in scripture? We don't. We don't. This is a man-made theology, right? And so to me, you're getting it from tradition, but there's nothing to back it up but some tradition. What we see in the Jewish times, according to Jesus, according to God, and according to Paul, that their tradition of, of polygamy is against what God had already set up and established. Mm-hmm. So this is where we have to be careful. This is where we have to watch ourselves in the theology that we take hold of. I guess that's where I stand on all this. Right. And, you know, this is the and thing. And maybe I'm missing too, what you're trying to say. No, no, you're good. I'm, I'm, I'm just processing sure, it. Like, I'm sure. processing it a lot because some of these verses are throwing me for a little bit for a loop. Because the Bible never says, you know, marrying multiple women or opposite way, marrying multiple guys is wrong. It doesn't explicitly say that. So we need to figure out, like, well, like what we did, what does the Bible say about other parts of marriage and what does it mean to sure. do that? Right. You know, and then in all practicality, when we get, want to get into the well, the actual practice so, of that. So we can go into more, though, right? We, yeah. We can say that if uh, uh, that the Bible talks about divorce is only permitted in the, in the, that Moses only permitted it for affairs, right? And anything else is adultery. So if you have multiple spouses... Aren't and you see, committing and that's that adultery? To, and, and this is where this conversation gets really close to my heart, too. Sure. I, I just adjust it so we can have a little oh, chit-chat. Oh, here we go. So, <laughs> because this is where I, I have the personal struggle because sure. I have walked through your spouse having an affair. Right. I've walked through that. Sure. And, and I've had to deal with this, and it's the fact of it's not easy. And, you know, we're, we're watching Sister Wise. We're watching literally the whole thing implode right. because of the simple fact of, in, in my opinion, we're going to get into the show a little bit in terms of, you know, when we look at Robin and Cody, the way like they actually operate as a family unit, the way we believe God designed it to be all of his other relationships. It's almost just like it's comfort pieces or whatnot. Well, you got to remember they're the originals, though. So who's really the comfort piece at this? Right. Point? They're the OG. I mean, he had problems in his other marriage. And when he started, he found the wife that he didn't have problems with. He put away his other wives to be with this woman. So and he what used excuse he do? to do it. And so but that's what I'm saying. The fact of we're seeing Cody's polygamous marriages not work because he is from all intents and purposes acting as if he's only married to 
sure. the one, which then shows the fact of it. You, in my opinion, if you have a true respect for women, you, polygamy just does not make sense in terms of that because but like, could how you, could you honor Janiel while also honoring all these other people? But you there know? are some religions that think it's okay for a woman to have multiple husbands. And mm-hmm. I think of specifically, I saw a TikTok video of, uh, of an Arab couple where this Arab woman had multiple Arab husbands and or boyfriends. Oh. So it's more than that, right? But what does that invoke? And what, what do we see in the show, right, sister-wise? We see a lot of Oh, yeah, that produces jealousy in me. Oh, yeah, I don't like so-and-so. Oh, yeah, they're my sister wife, and we're okay now, but then I see him with Cody, and I get enraged because with jealousy. Because that's the natural God-given yes. fight that we have to take care of our spouse and to love our spouse. But not only that, there's a reason why it wasn't designed that way, right? Because God, did, like you're saying, God didn't design us to have multiple spouses, so when you, that happens and we love somebody, it produces something that could be what we see on the show right. turn into jealousy, which turns into hate which turns into bitterness which ends well, up I mean even look and, at Jacob with Leah and Rebecca right like he like like uh, Rebe- uh was it did, was it Leah and Rebecca did I get the yeah, yes. the wise right where it's uh Rebecca Le- he loved and and Leah, Leah he despised yeah hated. and and uh, layman tricked them and whatever right, yep. and since y'all consummated the marriage I guess you're stuck here's seven more years yep and you know there was a lot of jealousy and hate inside of that now well, even amongst their children Oh, 100%. Because there's, the rivalry the that, there's rivalry that goes into that. Right. And now, granted, like, let's lean into this a little bit, too. The fact of, I'm not saying it's right because of this fact, but the reality is, is homemaking was a crap hard job back in the day. We didn't have modern technology uh, and still other is. things. It's still, but what I'm saying <laughs> is, but, but there's things that have made our lives easier in sure. order to still do the hard thing. Sure. And so, back in the day, you might needed a whole freaking team to do certain things, maybe, I don't know, but at the same time, we both agree, and we see this throughout a lot of different cultures, is that's where the community aspect is supposed to come together, sure. you know? And the fact of, to raise, a, to raise a child, you need a tribe in other areas. Right. And I think that's where the sister-wise idea comes from, Is it? but it's just taken in I, such a far, weird direction. But I think that it can be, I think we take it because we don't trust God, right? We say it takes mm. a tribe, right? But it, does it take a tribe? Because we look at Elijah, who had nobody, right? He was the most hated prophet of his time, right? He was always constantly being sought after to be killed. Uh, he was living in the wilderness. He had freaking ravens feeding him. I'm right. stinking. I don't want to get people think I'm saying the wrong word. That's my Sorry, job. That's, that's your my job. job. But he had ravens feeding him, right? Right. Like, this is how much he had to rely yeah, on God. Yeah, but, but I would say that's just him. That's not what everyone's okay, called so, to so, either, though. So, uh, so you go out and live off of ravens. I don't want to. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But he had a calling to do that. Okay. But, right, so we take that, right? And so I take the children of Israel out in the desert. How did they eat? God provided. Exactly. How did they drink? God provided. Okay. So we say it takes these things, and maybe that's why we have to have, you know, they had to have multiple marriages and multiple spouses because it takes a tribe. But it doesn't. It only takes a tribe when we lose our trust and faith in God to supply our needs. Mm Mm-hmm. But when we trust and have faith in God to supply our needs, does it take a tribe? I don't I don't necessarily think it does. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think community is a special thing. But I think if you're relying on community for to, to, to fill to those meet, gaps to and fill meet those your holes. needs, you're in the wrong. Just like if I rely on Janiel to fill the, the, the gaps in my spiritual life, my love life, and not rely on God, I'm in the wrong. I'm sinning because God comes first. That relationship with God, God's supposed to be my all in all. And Janiel, yes, she's my helpmate in whatever God has me doing. But if I'm putting, if I'm looking to Janiel to fulfill my needs, I'm going to fail. And my needs will never be satisfied. Oh, and I agree with that. Because there's only 100%. one person that can satisfy my needs, and that's God. And that's the same with, with this, these types of things, right? With our children, taking care of our children. It's about God. Right, and this is where God's saying, "Focus on me. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. These things will be had." Have you seen the birds of the air? Do I not take care of them? The flowers of the field. These are the things that He takes care of when they rely on Him to take care of their needs. Mm-hmm. But when we take control for ourselves, that's where it's like, well, "Okay, well, if you want control, go for it, big guy. See what you can do." And it's like, "Man, this sucks. This is this is going wrong. This is going wrong. This is going wrong." He's like, "Hey, I'm right here. You can just hand it back over to me. Cast your cares upon me. For God care for you." First Peter. I mean, there, there's scripture after scripture after scripture that talks about this. And yet we, as Christians, guilty here, I'm not the preaching at myself, tend to want to grab our own life by the reins and not 
we, 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 there's that always thing. It's, uh, uh, Jesus is our pilot. We're his co-pilot, but no, really it's like, no, nah, bro. We, not, in the, we in the storage we, compartment. We, no, no, no. We want to be, we say we want to be in the storage compartment, but really we're putting Christ in the storage compartment. We're flying our own plane, just mm-hmm. going about our own business. And we're not actually doing what we should be doing. And Christ is just sitting there saying, look, man, I'll take care of you. All these, your, your true desires, the good things that, that you want that line up with my will, I'll take care of it. If you give it to me, give me surrender all. And I'll give you more than you could have ever known. I'll give you joy unspeakable and full of glory. And and I 100% agree with you on that. And so when it comes back to this conversation around polygamy, I think about our spouses, Janiel and Beth. Yep. And if I, if I truly am going to love Beth the way that Christ loved the church, I need to make sure that I put, uh, I mean, I have, I have to sacrifice even sometimes my own wants and desires to make sure I'm serving her and my family well, you know, in terms of, in, in terms of loving that one person well, because we're we're of one flesh, my job is to love and, and care for my wife. How can I do that when I'm married to like five other people? Like, you know sure, what I mean? Sure. And so when I'm looking at this whole idea of polygamy versus, you know, monogamy, well, A, polygamy looks exhausting. Uh, <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> I think either whether you're a guy with multiple wives or a girl with multiple husbands, it, it still looks, looks exhausting. exhausting. <laughs> and but But then also, I think this is where... It, where us can look at, and again, I'm not saying, I'm, I'm not going to use the Browns implosion of their marriage, be like, oh, we told you so. No, it's a super but, sad thing, which is exactly what I wrote to, to Cody and Mary on their Instagram po- or pages. Is just how, Oh, when they did the announcement? You yeah, wrote on that? I, I did. I said, I was so sorry, and I was praying for them that this is a hard time, this is heartache. I felt heartache and heartbreak for them because I can only imagine, even though they're the Pluggins family and Cody's got another wife that he's completely satisfied with, he still had 30-something years or 20-something years of attachment to marry. That's a long time. That's, I mean, that's me and you being friends that long and then me just being like, all right, we're done. Yep, see you later. And but, then just going our own separate thing, though, ways. Every time you look at those mirrors, as from what I'm seeing and hearing, Cody really only was truly, quote-unquote, I would say, married to like one person at a time almost emotionally. Legally. legally. No, no, I'm well, saying emotionally. Yeah, yeah, sure. Not legally, but legally he was married to Mary, then he got you know legally divorced. 2014, way he, yeah. He married to Robin and then adopt Robin's kids, so that'd be part of the whole thing. Right. But I mean, like emotionally, all right? Like emotionally, when he was connected with Robin, he wasn't connected with the others. When he was connected with Christine, he wasn't connected with the others. When he was right. connected with Janelle, he wasn't connected with the others. When right. it was just him and Mary... It was just him and Mary. Right. And it's almost the fact of Cody liked this idea of he gets, and, and they even asked him about his ego and stuff like this. He goes, I'm a polygamist. Of course I have a big ego. And the fact of he had these women that were like, basically they could, he could have them do whatever he wanted them to do, but they were so independent. They had to run their own lives because even though they were quote unquote, a quote unquote, a big family dynamic unit, it, there was so much, um, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, not misfunction, not what's the word I'm looking for? Um, dysfunction. Th- 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 yeah. Dysfunction is the word I'm looking for. There's so much dysfunction in that family unit. I think we can look at this, you know, this, uh, this show like sister wives and go, okay, why does this not work from a philosophical standpoint, from a literal standpoint? And then also from a, from a spiritual standpoint, because all these things point to the fact of, God being like, yeah, I told you so. Like, right. you know what I mean? And it's so it's the fact of like all these worldly things point back to the way God originally designed and created it. And if I'm truly supposed to love my wife and love Beth, that means I make sure that she feels secured and she feels protected and that she has my love and affection. But if I'm married to all these other people, that's not me protecting her heart either. Right. But then again, it's the same the same thing could happen, right? The same thing could happen in your marriage as a monogamist that happens in the polygamous family of the fact that... Oh, you've become roommates? No. The fact of why why Cody Brown has the issues that he has, right? I think he genuinely tries to love and does love each of the women different ways. But when there's a problem, right, he becomes distant. Why? Well, and, and why do they feel so distant? And why is it like if you can't have affection for me? Because it's all about me. It's selfishness and my, it goes back to my needs. You are not meeting my needs. Mm. And that other person going, you're not meeting not my needs. And this is where I want to get back to because this is the most important and most fundamental thing. But, and we talk about it, but I, I, I don't think we really take it serious about if, if you, not saying you do this, just want a pretext. <laughs> Make sure that asterisk if, is if big If you and bold. or I, are looking to say, I'm going to fulfill my wife's needs. We're going to fit. We've already failed because you can't fulfill her needs. You can't. Now, God can 
through you. But ultimately, if you're trying to fulfill the needs based upon you, you're not going to fulfill them. Now, if you go, God, let me be the leader that my wife needs, and you're and you're in this constant communication of God, not what I want to do for my wife, but what you want to do for my wife, because He knows her better than I and do. And I agree, and I want to make sure we don't go this different ways, because you're just starting from a different different uh, philosophical standpoint too. Where the fact of I'm not saying I need to fulfill all no, of this, and that's why I said, you that's, know, right? that's why I pretext right. it, right? My bad. See, that's why I said, My bad. that's why I said you or. I, I was pretexting you, it. You, you, I'm over here, boss. That if that's what I'm we're over here my at, coffee while you drink your I'm water. I'm not saying this is the oh, Hyde marriage crap. life or the Fuller marriage life. Dude, I'm See? out. Well, I'm I still got tea. My and coffee is really it, That's because I've been talking this whole time. This but anyway, was so good. So but anyway, that, that is the, the main focus that we as Christians need to, especially as spouses, right, need to remember that if we're looking at our own will and how we want to satisfy them, we're going to fail. But if we look at God seeking first the kingdom of God and saying, God, your will make me the man that my, that my wife needs, not that I want or that she wants, but that she needs mm. and make me that man. And you're looking for the father to make you that man and you're staying out of his way. He'll fulfill her needs through you, but it's not you fulfilling her. Needs. And we'll talk about you know this I mean? with, you know, our, 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 our guest interview sure. in a couple of weeks talking about what, like, what does it mean to literally make sure you are doing your job and not trying to force your spouse to do the job you want them to do. Right. I mean, I know they're gonna talk about that a little bit, but you know, when it comes back to, to this idea of, of what is true marriage, it's actually the fact of like what it says is, you know, a man should leave his, his father and mother and the two should become one flesh. Right. And that's, that's the way God designed it back in the garden. That's the way God, you know, Jesus reiterates that yep. in, in, in Matthew. And then all of a sudden Paul puts that, all over his epistles, the icing on the cake, man. Right, and and <laughs> it, that's just the reality of that. Right. And man, it's like even—I don't know. It's hard. It's it's like even when we watch polygamy, because you know, part of what Cody was grieving when Christine left, he said we started this show to sh to prove to the world that polygamy is good and is okay. And I feel like I'm watching it implode. I think that further validates the simple simple reality of was polygamy ever the ideal or the, 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 the original created order, or is that just what, what came to be? Right. And I think it's fair for us to say is polygamy is yes, it's in the old Testament. Yes, we see it, but the old Testament. And I think this also further proves the validity of the old Testament. The fact of they didn't leave out the crap, right? Like they didn't iron out the wrinkles before we got it. It was right. more the fact of just like, here it is. Take it or leave it, homie. Like from, it, it is what it is. From polygamy to bestiality to all the sexual sins. We're not to everything. saying it's right. Yeah, it's, We're not it's saying it's there. good. It's just it's there, right. and it's just it's. I think it further proves the fact of how sinful man left to his own devices can be. Well, how much we do need right. God, I and mean, when we follow after His plan, there are just I would say general blessings that we receive in following God, and that's sure. why we see people who are just ethical and moral in their general everyday lives, they receive some of those general blessings. Well, some of the biggest blessings is just like blessing of love. When God renews your heart and mind, you look at people differently, right? Mm -hmm. You're not as angry all the time. You're not as upset. You're not as irritated. You're not all these things that I know for myself. A lot I, of it starts with your mindset. Renew your mind. Yeah, when I'm Roman, not... Romans 12? When I'm Romans not... 12? When I'm not close with God, I get irritated at people a lot quicker than I do if I'm following... And we've talked about this. Like, these are the things that when my mind's set upon things of God... These things don't bother me as much, but when my thing, mind is set on things below all the time, then yeah, I get irritated and bothered and wore out, and I'm just like, oh, people, because I'm an introvert, and that's just what we do. So to end, so to end the plane, to land the plane, to end the episode, if At someone, the end of the day. if someone said, "Yo, Fuller, yeah, does the Bible condemn polygamy?" What would like this is final answer? We'll go to fun facts with Fuller after this. What is your final answer to it? I would say the design of God was a monogamous relationship between one man, one woman, that polygamy was never the design, but it was something that happened and was allowed. Time for Fun Facts with Fuller. <laughs> well, we got to wrap we this up in six months. We need to update this episode or update that sound effect, man. We got to get baby Shiloh. He ain't baby no more. He's toddler Shiloh. I know. I need to get him down here because they want a podcast anyway. So be, I just need to hook up a couple of mics for down here and do it. Well, dude, so we uh, we definitely went past the hour mark. So go us. Yeah, we but we got to get it done with it. before the next five and a half minutes because otherwise we got to do push-ups. So oh, let's crap. end this okay, real fast. So let's do some fun facts so, and get out our merry, jolly, monogamous way. Fun fact of the day. Did you know that toilet paper in France is generally pink? 
What? Yeah. What is usually Wait, found, for reals? What is usually found in our homes as a stark white is a lively pink for the French. Pink toilet paper is commonly found in the bathrooms and kitchens of France as a regional preference. In the 1950s, colored toilet paper was also the rave in the U.S. However, health and safety concerns over the get it die caused it to be discontinued in the early 2000s. So we used to have colored toilet paper here too, but no longer, sir. That's a really weird fun fact. It's a fun can fact. Our, can we, do we have any listeners in France? I actually don't know. I, I, I mean, this We is, got friends in Sweden, Denmark, Norway, um, England, Ireland, Northern Ireland, Scotland. Uh, go Celtic FC, David. Boop, boop. Um, Derby Day, we tied. It was kind of sure, sad. Sure, sure, sure. But uh, you have no idea what I'm talking about. Nope, uh, but we have, play, we have people who listen from uh, Belgium. We have all over the all South over Africa, Europe. South Africa. South yep. Africa. Um, in different Australia, parts of India. Yep. Uh, different parts of India. Just yep. India. India. <laughs> all over Canada, because apparently people like to live where it's stinking cold, and I don't oh, know why. Oh, Canada. But my question is, do we have any French listeners who could validate this for us? Because that's yeah. wild. Yeah, it is. We oui, oui. Don't they have bidets over there, too, or something? They got bidets all over, man. It's I don't know. Apparently, those there. are coming super hot in America. Dude, no thanks. I don't want no cold water splashing up on it's me. It's warm, bro. No, not unless you not unless you get the heater attachment for it. Otherwise, it just comes right off your supply line for your tank. But apparently, it's cleaner. No. I don't know. Apparently, no. people love it. But you know what else people love? What's that? People love... I, I, oh, that was a bad trick. I got nothing. I was terrible. like, people love RTC, but that's a little bit weird. But either way, how about this? We love you guys, and we love our RTC podcast community. It's I been a, love you. You love me. We're, we're a big happy family. That's not all married together. <laughs> oh, we're sorry. separate. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but we've been having a whole lot of fun over in our Facebook group. Instagram, we ain't there as much anymore because it's so fun to not just post things and have some people react or whatever but over in facebook we can continue the conversations with you so let's continue this conversation over in facebook group. definitely definitely yeah and if you haven't already check out our youtube page over at real talk christian podcast you can see our wonderful faces you can you can see you can see the ragdoll guys that we are ragamuffins baby two That's dudes right. in the basement with That's, microphones hey, if rich Mullins can do it so can we i love uh, it <laughs> but uh if you haven't already subscribed hit that bell notification Ding! And you'll be notified. We're looking at uh, still continuing to do some new things as, as the holidays have ended and things are kind of dying down for us here at time of recording. Hopefully, we'll be getting some more content on YouTube. You're talking just as fast as I am. I know. To end it, guys, just like always, leave us a rating review wherever you leave podcasts and do us a favor and share this episode with another person who would benefit from our show. We love you guys. And until next time, take it easy.